we have a great adrenaline-packed, filled episode of the Backstage Experience Podcast. Welcome one, welcome all. My name is Dave Morales. And I am David Johnson. We're both with Backstage OL. David, um, do you share my enthusiasm? I'll just tell everybody right now, this is the, we've been teasing this one. We've been excited about this one. This is the Mortal Kombat episode of the Backstage Experience Podcast. Just saying that gives me chills. David Johnson, I want to know your initial thoughts about doing this episode of the Backstage Experience Podcast. I'm super, super, super excited. I, I was the kid, and we're, we'll get into that a little bit later in the episode, but I was one of the kids who had to sneak Mortal Kombat when I was playing video games as a kid because you, know, you weren't really allowed to play a game like that because anytime parents in the 90s saw violence, they immediately were like, no, you can't, you can't play any of this. So I had to sneak over a friend's house to play Mortal Kombat to like rip somebody's spine out or whatever. So the fact that they <laughs> they wait, I mean, it's 16 years or however long it's been. The fact that they're finally back and doing Mortal Kombat again with newer technology and fully embracing like that R rating of just I need to see bones everywhere. I'm so excited. Something that is very cool happening with this episode of the Backstage Experience podcast. We are giving away free Fandango codes, movie tickets. To go see Mortal Kombat in theaters, you can win free passes just for listening to this podcast. David Johnson is going to give you all the details right now. How can people win free passes to see Mortal Kombat? So today, if you would like to enter for the contest to see Mortal Kombat free early, make sure you listen to the episode because we're giving away a code word. Okay, we're not going to tell you what the code word is right now, but you need to listen throughout the episode and we'll let you know when you hear the code word. And when we play it, you're going to go to backstageol.com and you're going to go to our contest tab at the very top. And that's where you're going to enter in the code word to win the gift card, to win the gift code. But you got to listen and you got to stay tuned. Why do you want to go see Mortal Kombat? Because I'm just going to tell you right now, I've seen the movie. It's freaking awesome. I was never a gamer growing up. In, in fact, I have a funny story about gaming that I'll share later on. I had heard of Mortal Kombat. Certainly had heard of it because I knew of the violence. I knew that it was one of those premier video games, you know, that everybody played, everybody talked about, and now it's finally here on the big screen. However, this is not the very first time that this game has been turned into a movie, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, David? Correct. All right. But some people, and I, I haven't seen the original Mortal Kombat movie, but when I've engaged conversation with people, they said, oh, well, the bar isn't very high, you know, for this one. <laughs> did you did you ever see the old one? Dave? Yeah, uh, they're not wrong. That, that's oh. the afford it's just when things come out in the early 90s, the bar is very low in terms of the quality of the movie. Because you remember, like, these are the kids that were growing up watching they're watching Power Rangers at the same time that they were playing Mortal Kombat. So all it had to do was feel and look like Power Rangers and just be more action heavy. And people were in. Now, of course, if you look back in on a 1995 movie like that, it doesn't it doesn't age very well. But it became sort of a cult classic just based upon the source material that it was based on. 
And so they did Mortal Kombat in the early, they did two of them. Mortal Kombat, I think, was in 95. And then they did Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which is even worse than the first one. Ooh. But ultimately, it's that, it's that you get that reward for trying. That's what a lot of people just gave them. Like, you know what? You did amazing for trying. You got a participation award. All right. So this one sounds like it's like the Titanic. Uh, you know, as far as like classic movies go, you know, like on that big, big <laughs> stage, although Titanic was early, it was 90s as well. Um, and the technology, I would gather, is is a lot yes. better now. Uh, the fight scenes are incredible. You know, it is a violent movie, but I will say at the beginning that I don't normally like violent movies, although I do like Casino and Goodfellas and stuff like that. But I don't like yeah. the gratuitous violence, like we're psychotic killers and they just, you know, string up people and you see assault. And I, like yeah, Saw. I, Saw is a great example. Yeah. yeah. I just, I'm not into that type of violence. This one, because I knew it was based in fantasy and it is extreme fantasy, there were points where I was actually chuckling. As you said, bones are being ripped out. <laughs> bones are being ripped out. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's just a lot of no, no spoilers in this podcast. But I'm just like, I was chuckling. I'm like, okay. And I actually, it added to the enjoyment of seeing this film because I knew it was rooted in fantasy. And that's why I, you know, didn't really, I was like, okay. But it's, it's a total thrill. <laughs> All right, let's get into the cast interviews. And don't forget, we're about to give you a password to win free passes to see Mortal Kombat, courtesy of Warner Brothers Studios. Thanks to our friends at Warner Brothers. Uh, we will give you that code word shortly. We're going to jump right into the interviews. This is the cast of Mortal Kombat. And first up, we're talking with Ludi Lin, who plays Lin Kang, and Max Huang, who plays Kung Lao. I asked them, had to ask them, what impact did this game have on them? Did they play it as a kid? You know, I we had to talk about the fight scenes. I mean, we I just jumped right into it, you know, asking him about the excitement and the thrill about being a part of this particular film. I see the grin on your face, David. Here we go. Ludi Lin, Max Wong, they're talking Mortal Kombat on the Backstage Experience podcast. How familiar were you with the game, the original game? Uh, I think the game was probably one of my best friends when I was a kid. So I used to be very familiar with them. We had uh, kind of a fallout for 15 years. And when I got cast in the movie, I picked it up again. And uh, we had a sort of reacquaintance and an updated version because the game grew up as well. I picked up MK11 Ultimate after that. Um, and we're just as good, man. It didn't take much time to catch up with it. And uh, these callous thumbs prove it. Uh, great answer. Max, pressure is on. How familiar were you with the game? Um, very familiar. Very familiar. I mean, uh, I, I saw the movie when I was a kid um, in 95, and I was very impressed by the whole world and how they, and, and even having um, an Asian actor as the lead, uh, Robin Chow, back then. So I was just inspired. I, I actually loved his hair, man. Like, <laughs> I try to, to get the same haircut. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, and then later on for, um, when I got the role, I, um, I, I, I bought Mortal Kombat 11 for that, um, before I got the role. So, um, since then I've been playing all day. Ludi, I have to, okay. We got to talk fight scenes now, because obviously this, this movie just starts from the very beginning. And it just doesn't stop. I mean, it is nonstop. And you, you while we're in it, I was just watching it. And I was like, I was exhausted. So, Ludi, tell me about, uh, you know, your producer has said that each fight scene had a personality. What was it like to fight 
uh, and actually film a lot of those scenes? Was it exhausting? Was obviously a lot of effort into it? Tell me what you felt and what you went through. Uh, I think what you guys saw, what ended up in the movie is like the tip of the iceberg in the fight scenes. If we had to do 10 Mortal Kombat movies, we already filmed it. Um, all the fight scenes are there. I hope they have like, uh, you know, the Snyder's cut had a four hour cut. We would have probably a 20 hour <laughs> cut for Mortal Kombat. There were so many fights. We, yeah, we, we, we felt like we were lucky to get out alive uh, at the end, just because some of the fights have to serve the story. Um, a lot of fights were really exciting, but um, to, to play out in that way, there wouldn't be a focus. It would just be like a bloodbath and, and a melee. But I'm so glad that we got what we got in there. Um, and I just really hope that there's some extension to it so you guys could see the rest of it. I, um, in another sense, all the fights were very physical. So a very little of it was CG because Simon had, a, had this vision, his concept of everything feeling really gritty and real and analog. Max, I'm gonna give you the last word on that. Uh, just, but I'll add to the question. After you were done filming, did you guys, did you guys look around and girls, did you, did you look around and go, shoo, that's done. Get your thoughts on that, Max. Uh, I think uh, speaking for myself, uh, filming action movies became uh, part of my life. Uh, I've been doing it for over a decade right now, but this is really the first time that I um, get the chance to, um, be in front of the camera as one of the main actors. So um, I, 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 um, I'm very grateful for the opportunity, to be honest. And um, yeah, man, fighting and fight choreography that, like I said, is it's part of my life. That's what I breathe. And that's, um, I, I, I can't see myself uh, doing any other job than being an actor or um, doing movies um, that also involve action and martial arts. You are listening to the Backstage Experience Podcast. My name is David Johnson. I also have Dave Morales with me. And make sure you guys are focused and listening in. We talked about it a little bit earlier at the top of the episode, but we have Fandango gift cards that we are giving away. Now to enter in, you got to listen for the code later on in the episode. So make sure you stay tuned and you're following along and paying attention. All right. We continue with our cast interviews uh, of Mortal Kombat. And we're about to hear from Jessica McNamee, who plays Sonya, and Josh Lawson, who plays Kano. This guy, I thought, based on the character, and again, no spoilers, um, even though people have seen these, you could, by the way, if you want to see the video of these interviews, you can go to the YouTube channel, Backstage Well. They are up there right now. I encourage you to subscribe, uh, you know, ring the bell uh, or hit the bell notification. So whenever we post new interviews, you know, let me tell you about Josh Lawson, who plays Kano. And and he's a he's a bad dude. OK, <laughs> this character, again, I knew nothing about these characters or anything, but based on watching Kano in the movie, I was like, this guy is going to be a jerk. That's how convincing he was. <laughs> Seriously. He looks so accurate to the character. I remember seeing the trailer. He does the Kano. He does the accent because he's an Aussie. And he does it really well. So I'm really excited to see how he is. He is a jerk. And, and you know, just the arrogance. And if you play the video game, you'll know more about the character than I did. I will actually, before we run the interview, tell me a little bit. Like, you would sneak to a friend's house or... And, so it's the... You had to find... You had to find the friend that their parents didn't really care as much like what game they were playing. So when you found that friend or you met that person in school or it was a friend like that was on the street, it was, oh, so-and-so 
has Mortal Kombat 2. And you wouldn't tell your you wouldn't tell your parents you're gonna go play Mortal Kombat. You would just say, Oh, I'm going over in so and so's house to play some video games or go outside or play some basketball or whatever. And your parents are like, all right, go ahead, go have fun. And then we'd all run downstairs to the basement and put it up on his giant, and I say giant because it was like a 30-inch TV, which was giant back then. You throw it up on the big screen and they're fighting and they're breaking arms and legs and they're sending people and burning them up. And we're all screaming and losing our minds because it's amazing to watch. But it was kind of after you were done, everyone would look at each other and like, okay, nobody tell your parents that we just played this game for three hours. Just act like we were outside the whole time. Uh, Jessica McNamee, <laughs> Josh Lawson, more of our exclusive interviews with the cast of the upcoming movie, Mortal Kombat, you are listening to the Backstage Experience Podcast. Jessica, what impact, if at all, did this game have on you? Did you play it back in the day? Did you play it now? Tell me everything. I I wasn't allowed to play it growing up in my household, (laughs) but I used to play it at my cousin's house without my parents knowing. Um, And I always used to play Sonya. So it was really cool when this opportunity came up and I jumped at the opportunity to play her. That is a cool story. We could spend hours uh, talking about why you weren't able to play it, but we won't. But I love the fact that you shared that with me. Josh, uh, same question for you. Uh, impact this game had on you. Were you? I wasn't really a gamer, but I knew the game. Yeah, similarly, I was the same. Yeah, so so uh, I played the game as a kid, you know, at the corner store, the you know, the old-fashioned way, the arcade, um, and 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 loved it, right? And, and you know, those that and and uh, games like it. Uh, but stepped away, you know, it didn't, it didn't really stick with the gaming thing as I grew up. So coming back was, uh, you know, I was a bit surprised at how, uh, how much that, you know, the history of the game of Mortal Kombat has grown. I mean, yeah. if you go on, do like a deep dive uh, on, online and what the fans have, you know, recorded in terms of character development and worlds and, uh, you know, for Mortal Kombat, you, you really get a sense that, um, you know, this game has grown. You know, beyond just the simple two-player fighting game that it was when it first got released. It's just a huge game and you've got to do it right. This movie works because everything's part of it. That being said, there is so much fighting. Jessica, how do you get ready for a role like this? I mean, the training, what was your first cheat meal? Tell me everything. Um, how do you get ready for this, all this fighting? Yeah, uh, it was a lot of work. It was really hard, um, put my head down. And uh, I loved the, you know, the opportunity to train with all of these people that are masters at what they do. So it was, you know, um, we had martial arts training. We had a whole stunt team that taught us all of the choreography. You see, I had a personal trainer. Um, I had, yeah, I was I was like on a strict diet. Uh, it was a lot, but I just wanted to be able to deliver the best kind of Sonya Blade I could. So I was committed to it. You did it, Josh. I'm going to give you the last word on this one. Same question, the training. I mean, it just looked like it was just exhausting. You guys invested everything you have, the energy. But again, you have to do it to make this movie right. Right. I mean, um, I, I look, I did the best I could with the time I had. I hope there's a sequel, uh, you know, and I uh, because I would love I would love a chance for Canada to come back bigger and better. Uh, you know, Kano 2.0, just you wait. There's more, there's more, there's more life in the old girl yet, I tell you. Fatality. More of the cast of Mortal Kombat is coming up in just a minute. You are listening to the Backstage Experience Podcast with David Johnson. I'm Dave Morales. And it is time for me now to, before we give the code, 
because we're about to give the code. David Johnson's going to give the code because he's going to explain the code because I don't know what it means. When he told me what the word was, I'm like, okay, (laughs) fine, sure, whatever. It could have been chocolate chip, and I would have been fine with that. But it's not. It has to do with the movie, and and David (laughs) will tell you uh, what the code word is to go to BackstageOL.com under the contest tab, and you'll be able to enter to win free passes to see Mortal Kombat. Okay, so I've already admitted that I've never really been a gamer. Uh, When I moved uh, to where I live now here in Houston— Texas, I was looking, you know, at uh, internet providers and cable TV and that kind of stuff. And at the time, AT&T was giving, had a promotion where they would give you an Xbox oh, if you signed up. You signed up. And you heard John Stanvall, who also works with us at BackstageOL.com. He loves video games, plays Halo, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. See, I know the names. Uh, there was a <laughs> golf game that we used to play. And I, the only thing I got out of that was Mulligan because I messed up everything up and I want to do it again. I forgot the golf game that he, he liked. It's a popular one, and I don't know what it was. So I went to GameStop, and I started looking at all the games, and I'm like, oh, okay, this looks this cool. And then you could have had music playing when I saw this one <laughs> game in the, in the rack, and I said, no freaking way. And it was a video game of a TV show that I love, and I watch religiously every day. In fact, we don't have our staff meeting till 11 o'clock every day because after I get off the air on TV in Houston – I have to watch this show, and you probably can guess it by now. It's The Price is Right. <laughs> I love The Price is Right. They had a video so game? So they had a video game. What's they that? They had a video game for it? Dude, I still have it. So they, there's a video game for The Price is Right. Well, something that John Stenvall also taught me was that if you play games and you're connected to the Internet, other people will join and play your game. That's yeah. cool. You know, I get it. Okay, that's cool. Make friends, all that kind of stuff. It's global. Well, uh, so I pl- turned in on the Price is Right, and I waited, and I waited. <laughs> I played it, but I kept waiting and waiting. And there's a way, oh, it was a way to search to see if anybody else in the world was yeah. playing the Price is Right video game. Not once. <laughs> Did anybody ever log in? Yeah, I was the only one in the world. I probably still am. Um, all right, we're talking Mortal Kombat, and we've got one more interview to come to go here in just a minute. Uh, we're going to be talking with Makad Brooks, who plays Major Jackson, Jax, and also Lewis Tan, who plays Cole Young uh, in the movie. And th- this interview that's coming up, you got to stick around for it because there is it's so deep. It's one of the deepest that we've ever gone with an actor that just brilliant. In fact, you'll hear me at the end of his answer. I was like, dude, that is one of the best answers ever. Um, it's just what he's what Makad says here in a minute. We'll, we'll, we'll break it down. But right now, I know a lot of people want to win something free. We've got we promised free movie passes to see Mortal Kombat in theaters. So, ladies and gentlemen, like they do on The Price is Right, David Johnson is going to tell you how to win free Mortal Kombat movie passes. I wish I had a really good Bob Barker <laughs> impersonation. Uh, in order to win today's Fandango gift card pass to go see Mortal Kombat, your secret password is the word Goro. That's G-O-R-R-O. Goro, if you remember Mortal Kombat, is a character in it. If you didn't know that, that's all you need to know moving forward is there's a character in the movie called Goro. So make sure you go to BackstageOL.com, go to our contest tab up at the top of the page, Click on that, enter in Goro, G-O-R-R-O, and you will be entered in to win a Fandango gift code to go see Mortal Kombat. All right, for our final interview, Makad Brooks, who is from Texas. If you've listened to this podcast, uh, all the episodes, you may have heard that we are based in Texas. Well, Makad Brooks is from Austin. Matter of fact, on all his social media, he has uh, his hashtag is just a kid from Austin. 
And I love that. So when I introduced <laughs> myself from being from Houston, he's like, ah, oh, Texas. And I'm like, dude, I already know. I already know. Just a kid <laughs> from Austin. That's you. McCod Brooks, though, broke down something. And then David Johnson and I are going to talk about this after the interview runs. But the opening question was, what makes this more than just a film based on a popular video game? Pay attention to the answer that McCod Brooks gave me because I did not expect that from McCod Brooks. I'm glad he said it, and then we're going to talk a little bit about it. He went really, really deep on this one. So, uh, and both of these guys are just incredible people, and I really hope that down the road, I know we will get to meet them in person because, David, I'm telling you right now, these guys are so legit, and I'm just so excited for them. One of the most anticipated movies of the year about to come out. McCod Brooks, Lewis Tan, more of our exclusive interviews with the cast of Mortal Kombat. Final round, fight. Uh, what makes this more than just a movie based on a popular video game for you? What, what, what makes this more than a movie, particularly for me, um, is, is it's so timely in that we have to start normalizing diversity within our heroes in cinema. Um, Hollywood for a long time has, 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 has kind of helped America launder its own bigotry in that we've taken, we've taken the heroism out of Asian hands and out of black hands and out of people of color's hands. And we whitewashed it sometimes when it's real life. And this character was, this person was a person of color. And now in the movie, they're, they're not. And so that that's coming to an end. And I, I, I like that. Um, black lives matter, uh, uh, had had uh, uh, we had we had this this movement of, of human equity consciousness last year that's spilling over into this year and it's a good thing that we're that we're that we're stating that people's lives matter because they do and we're saying to stop hating certain people because we should stop that and um, I think that Mortal Kombat is a, is a is a move in the right direction for the normalization of diversity within heroism and cinema and I think that uh, it's time for that. I love that answer. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Lewis, I have to ask about the fighting for you. I mean, uh, I read that you you did your own fight scenes. You know, how much of a test on your body was this role for you? Yeah, brother, it was a test for sure. Um, I think that it was a, a lot about endurance as well. And, um, you know, I, I can I can handle myself really well for a certain amount of time. And then after that time, you just you're too sore and your legs don't want to work. And that's that's when it gets difficult. Um, so yeah, I think after the first couple of days that I fought with this guy who's a real MMA bare knuckle boxer, uh, Ian Street, and we had a crazy fight in the beginning, which you saw some of that in the trailer. And uh, after that, I was like, you know, I had a hard time. I was limping around, and that was just the beginning of the movie. So there was still the whole way to go. Um, I think it's more of an endurance thing. It's a physical endurance thing, but it's also mental. Um, you know, I set out knowing that I was going to be ridiculously sore and in a lot of pain throughout the entire film. And until I was done, then I was going to be having that feeling. So I already had that in my mind. Um, but it was bigger and more than I ever expected. Um, it was definitely the most exhausting physical fi uh, feat I've ever, I've ever experienced. Makad, tell me how long it takes to become Jax. The arms, the whole, you tell me. Well, uh, the, 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 the biggest thing that becoming Jax is, is, is not on camera or, or it's not in preparation when you show up to work. It's in preparation months and months and months before. I gained 45 pounds for the role. Um, I, learned, I learned how to be a proficient army boxer and a, and a brawler. Um, I had to watch hours and hours and hours of footage on Joe Frazier 
And uh, I just kind of pulled from this fight community that I hadn't really been a part of. And, um, you know, working with people like Lewis and working with people like Joe Taslam uh, was really helpful for me because it, it made me step my game up. So really, Jax is, is, for me, was really about the physicality and the psychology months in advance and then just showing up ready to work. Flawless victory. I want to know your thoughts, David, about what McCod Brooks, what he said, and I know you you and I have had conversations, you know, outside of this uh, podcasting, you know, just you and I talking, and I, I want you to share that with the audience. Yeah, I, I, I agree with, with what McCod said. Uh, as, you know, as someone who, like McCod, is African-American and grown up in this country, in the mid '90s, and kind of like it's kind of like the entertainment revolution, uh, quote unquote, as it is, is that when you get used to seeing yourself reflected in only specific roles, or like only things that you know that oh, if I tried out for one of these roles, or if I tried to voice cast one of these things, I would only be from this range of characters, from A to like R, and that's the only things I could be. Because ultimately it's not reflected well enough or it's not depicted great in the mainstream, like what you see on TV and movies and stuff. And so him kind of kind of expounding on that is a really important point that I think has been happening better the last, I would like to say like the last decade or so, is that you're seeing movies that aren't or don't involve just one shade of people. You're seeing you're seeing a lot of different films in which different skin colors, different shades, different tones, different personality types are actually not like they're actually not being just the bad guy or just, you know, the henchman or just the guard or always killed first in a horror movie. Like, you know, there's differences. There's layers to going from watching a horror movie in 1980 to watching a horror thriller movie like Get Out. Like there's a difference that as the culture shifts and as the culture evolves and as our, you know, as our entertainment needs evolve, getting more stories and more vantage points and more viewpoints from people who have been kind of closed off is what makes movies fresh and exciting and new. So I'm I'm hoping this movie gets four or five, six hundred million dollars so that people can see that, oh, it's better if we have movies and crews and stunt people and all like we have a cast that looks more reflective of the world now and not just what they want to think the world looks like. You're spot on, David. You know, I've interviewed a lot of Latinx actors recently. Well, a good friend of mine, watch your feet. I'm about to name drop, <laughs> but like George Lopez, no, George Lopez is a really good friend of mine and has been for many, many years. But you know, he mentioned in an interview recently where he's like, finally, we get to do these other roles. Like he played a Border Patrol officer in a recent film. It was a yeah. dramatic role for George. And yeah. he wasn't the drug dealer. He wasn't. He the... wasn't the cholo. He wasn't the gangster. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I love that. And you know what? Like David Johnson just said, props to Mortal Kombat for bringing that up. And I will be honest with you. The fact that Makad Brooks spoke on that and told me about that made this movie even better for me because on yep. the surface, it, it's a great film. Be forewarned. It's violent, but that's what you expect from a movie like based on this violent video game. <laughs> but oh my gosh. But you know what? And as you've heard in the interviews today in, in this episode of the backstage experience podcast, this cast really poured their heart and soul into these roles. 
Um, Louis Tan, you know, they all worked out tremendously, uh, uh, to, you know, to get ready for these roles. And it shows. Um, I can't wait for everybody to go to go see it. And by the way, David, to to credit something that you just said you were hoping it does really well uh, internationally, uh, where it's already been released in China, it's cleaning up at the box office. Yeah. Yep. People in China are already back in the theaters uh, and they're paying to see this movie and and good for Warner Brothers, uh, you know, took a gamble. <laughs> it's a weird time in the world right now. But yeah. Godzilla versus Kong did has done well. And this movie is doing well. And I suspect that with theaters now reopening New York, Los Angeles, here in the Houston area, Regal is back. Find the biggest screen that you can to see this movie, Mortal Kombat. David, you're going to get the final word on this one. Your thoughts, your enthusiasm. You can make fun of me for being the only one in the world that plays the Price is Right video game. <laughs> Whatever you like, David Johnson, take us home. I'm so excited for this movie. Like Dave said, if you'd like to check us out on our socials, make sure you follow us at BackstageOL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm over there making sure you guys are getting up-to-date news, up-to-minute news, I should say. Speaking of which, you'll find out today, Warner Brothers has decided... They're going to switch away from the same day, same movie release date model for next year. So this is the only year that you're going to be able to watch Matrix 4 or Dune at home the same day it launches in theaters. Next year, that's going away. They're going with a 45-day release window. So if you want to see these movies, make sure you watch them now on HBO Max because next year they will not be there. But like Dave said, I'm super excited for Mortal Kombat. I, I'm just happy that people like Louis Tan and Makad Brooks and Ludi Lin, that they're getting, uh, they're getting the spotlight and they're getting these types of giant press interviews that are normally just reserved for the same type of people we see every single movie. So I'm super excited for them. It's super excited for the world to see them shine. So you will see us next week when we talk about the backstage experience. So you guys take care and have a lovely day.